everybody. Welcome to the My Story Podcast, the podcast that features interviews with leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs who tell us their story and the life lessons they've learned along the way. Hey, it's Conrad here, and I'm the host for the show. I'm a filmmaker, entrepreneur, storyteller, and today I want to give you a quick update on the podcast, what my plans are for moving forward and the relaunch in January. So as you may have noticed, I've taken a few months off. Well, actually more than a few months. It's been probably since uh, late June since we had a, an episode that we launched, but uh, never worry. The podcast is still front and center on my list of projects that I need to work on. I've not forgotten about it. I'm actually, I've actually been working on a few interviews and have recorded several already. And I'm in the process of booking some more shows. My plan is to launch season two in January and roll forward from there over the first quarter of 2020. It's been an amazing few months, a very busy few months, but I did take time to record a few interviews, uh, one with a leader in the nonprofit world. He's worked in the White House and around the globe and now works to help at-risk and vulnerable children. I think you will find his the interview with him very enjoyable. I also have interviewed a film director who's worked with the Billy Graham Association, and uh, we've become friends over the past couple of months. And so he was gracious enough to uh, sit down uh, for an interview with me. And I've also have an interview in the can with a leader in the recovery community. She lives in California, has an amazing story, and I think you'll enjoy that uh, interview as well. So all of these uh, are. Our interviews I've done, I've, like I said, I've got a few more in in, uh, in the works, and I'll be telling you more about those in the weeks to come. But it's been a very busy number of months. I've been working on a new documentary. We just finished it uh, about a month ago called uh, Bluebirds at Antietam. It's a story about, really an amazing story about a man and his wife and a team of people who take care of bluebirds and have fledged more than 10,000 bluebirds at the Antietam battlefield here in Maryland. And that film is completed and uh, is now being submitted to film festivals around the world. And we're hoping to bring it to uh, an online venue near you in the near future. So I was hired to direct that film and the producers live nearby here and uh, excited to uh, bring it to the world. Check it out on uh, Bluebirds at Antietam.com or on Facebook at Bluebirds at Antietam. You can check it out there. Uh, I've also been busy with the launch of Heroin's Grip, as you may know, my feature-length documentary about the opioid crisis, the launch of Heroin's Grip on Amazon on Prime Video on Amazon. So it is now streaming on Amazon and is available in the US and in the UK and will soon be available worldwide on some other platforms. So stay tuned for that. If you want to see the film, if you have not seen the film already, go to Amazon, search for Heroin's Grip and you will find it there and you can either purchase it for streaming indefinitely or you can uh, rent it for a short period of time. And uh, so please do that. And if you have done that, I would really appreciate it if you'd leave a, a review on Amazon. The more reviews you have, the higher the ranking and the more people who see it. We really want to get this film out to as many people as possible because I believe it's important for people to understand addiction, to understand recovery, that recovery is possible and that people do recover from this. And 
I think that uh, as pe- the more people that are aware and are educated on these issues, I think the the more we can help be a solution to the opioid crisis around the world. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for going over to Amazon and uh, purchasing that or renting it and then sharing it with your friends and family. I really appreciate it if you do that. So a a couple of the things that I've been working on. So we have, uh, as I said, we have launched uh, Heroin's Grip on Amazon, and we have also been hosting screening events around the country. We've been to Ohio and Maine and here in Maryland, several places down in Baltimore back in August. And even uh, last month, we were in Washington, D.C., uh, brought to Capitol Hill, actually, to uh, show the film for our com- um, members of Congress. And uh, it was a great event there. I didn't have too many people because there's a lot going on in D.C., as you can imagine. So, we, But we had a few congressmen there and their staff and great engagement there. So we were excited to be in Washington, D.C., So a few other things I've been working on. I just finished the first draft of a brand new screenplay for a movie, uh, Scars of an Orphan. Some of you may have known that I've been working on this film for a while. It's based on a true story. And the screenplay, the first draft is done. Now we're getting ready to fine tune it and to uh, make it better, to make it the best it can be. And once we have the screenplay done and ready to go, then we're going to be really going in earnest after funding. And so we are looking for investors to be a part of this project, people who perhaps have a high net worth who want to invest in a movie and uh, be a part of telling this amazing story of Deanna in the movie Scars of an Orphan. So uh, we'd love to engage with you if you know of someone who is an investor who would like who is looking for a project to invest in Scars of an Orphan would be a great investment If you were interested in that, please let me know. Also, last week, I attended the American Film Market in Santa Monica, California, where I met with a number of distributors and other people, producers and directors who who make movies. I I got to meet meet the producer for The King's Speech. Yes, he is an Academy Award-winning producer. Got to meet him and uh, spend some time talking to him. So really super nice guy. And it was exciting to meet him. Also met with some other people that uh, maybe will be featured here on the My Story podcast very soon. So stay tuned. I've also been working on several new projects. One documentary project that I believe will be a part of the national dialogue in the near future. The working title is PTSD 911. Uh, It tells the story of post-traumatic stress. And first responders were in the early phases of development on that project. We're seeking funding for the film. And if you or someone you know would like to be help provide financial support for this project, please let me know. Uh, or if you have a connection to someone that uh, perhaps is in the fire service or the emergency response service that is at a high level and would be interested in talking to me, we are looking for all kinds of support on this and excited about beginning to work on this project. Uh, I think uh, this issue post-traumatic stress in our first responders is a huge issue. Uh, You know, as we have seen in the news over and over again, suicide rates are high, especially among police officers. Alcoholism is rampant and in other parts of the emergency response services. And I think it's a, it's really a telling thing for our society today that we're all under a lot of stress. And these folks who are on the front lines of the worst of our days 
Yes, they are on the front lines. They experience these things. They're they're the heroes as we label them, but I think they are also human beings and they have emotions just like all of us do. And sometimes we tend to forget that and forget that our friends who are in the emergency services do have, you know, real emotions and they see things that can't be unseen. They see things that many of us can't even imagine and they carry those things home with them. And so we're going to dive into that into a deep way uh, in a film and it's going to be really challenging. So if you are of the praying sort, I would appreciate your prayers and praying for us as we begin to work on that project. It's coming up on Thanksgiving. We're just a a little over a week away from Thanksgiving, and I want to wish you a very, very happy Thanksgiving season. And that reminds me that it's so important to have a grateful attitude. There's so much that we can be thankful for. We see so many things going on in the world, the you know the the stress going on around the world. We see the the things happening over in Hong Kong with all the protesting and. And just the ramping up of things there. We see what's going on in Washington, D.C. on Capitol Hill. You know, we have trouble in other parts of the world. There's drought, there's fires, there's all kinds of crazy things. But we here, you know, we have things to be thankful for. We're alive and uh, we have friends and family. And so, you know, I encourage you to have a grateful, thankful spirit. You know, having a thankful attitude really is a uh, something that will help your health. In fact, it, there's a research study done at Harvard University that talks about that, that says that, hey, if you are grateful, if you have a grateful attitude, you have a better health. And so there's some things you can do that we can all do to be to practice Thanksgiving. I think, you know, just write thank you notes. That's I've developed that habit. Uh, haven't perfected it, but I've developed it to write thank you notes whenever someone does something special for me. I uh, have a box of thank you notes right here on my desk, and I write a quick note and stick a stamp on it and send it off. And I think it means, I know when I get a thank you note, it means so much to me to have someone take time out of their busy day to write a note to say thank you, and I think we need to do that as well. And the other thing you can do is keep a gratitude journal. Make a list of those things throughout, maybe at the end of every day, or, or maybe in the morning, just write down, jot down several things you're thankful for or people you're thankful for. Make it a habit. And I think as if we go through our days and make Thanksgiving not a once-a-year event or a holiday, make Thanksgiving a lifestyle, I think then our we, we'll have a different outlook on life. We'll have a different... Uh, vantage point to see things from a different perspective. And I think we'll be able to be much more uh, successful in all that we do because we have, we start from a place of thanksgiving. And so I encourage you to do that. If you're uh, the praying sort as I am, you know, spend time in thankful prayer. That's what I do. I try to do that every single day. I get up in the morning and I start my day with a prayer saying, thank you, for the, my family. I thank you for my friends and, and for all the blessings that I have in life. And in the middle of all the stressful times that we all live in, uh, we can find those things that we can be grateful for. So I want to encourage all of us to do that. And so until next time, until we relaunch our 
my story podcast. I encourage you to be grateful, to work hard, to keep pressing forward, and to work on your story. And we'll continue to do that. If you have an idea for a podcast, an interview, if you have a connection to someone who would be a fascinating story on our podcast, please send me a note. Uh, you can email me directly if you want, conrad at conjostudios.com, conrad at conjostudios.com, and send me a note and let me know who that person is and give me a connection. Maybe you can do an introductory email and uh, we'll see if we can get them on the podcast. So thank you so much for listening. The music on today's show is from my friend Drew Davidson. You can get all his music on iTunes or Spotify at drewdavidson.com. Thanks for listening. And if you feel so inclined, give me a big old thumbs up or a five-star review. I would appreciate it. Until next time, Godspeed, be thankful, talk to you soon.